0: Back to On the Block with Stricken Nate on 937 The Ticket and TheTicketFM.com.
1: Welcome back to On the Block 937 The Ticket. My name is Nate Brennan. He's the Husker Hall of Famer, the nine-year NBA vet Eric Strickland, 402-464-5685. That is the Starter Heyman Text Line. Also the Honda of Lincoln Hotline. You can also check us out of the Starter Heyman Jewelers video stream. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. But we're gonna head to the Honda of Lincoln Hotline where we've got Brian Munson, Husker Online. Brian, what's going on?
0: What's up, guys?
1: Uh, Well, we're hanging in there. You know, same old, same old. Uh, Just a few things to talk about, uh, that's for sure. I get Brian Munson Husker Online joining us. Usually joins us on Mondays, but we were lucky to have him here on a Wednesday. Brian, the first thing I want to bring up to you, and and we've talked about this here and there, but... It's a discussion I want to keep having because it's very fascinating. Xavier Betts has now entered the transfer portal. Obviously, here at Nebraska, we didn't see him on the field last season. Uh, I know that he has to enter the transfer portal so schools know that he wants to make a comeback. Uh, There's talk maybe Nebraska could use him in the wide receiver room. Uh, Where do you currently stand with this Xavier Betts situation, and do you think that he could find himself back playing for Nebraska?
0: I am <clears throat> totally confused by what's going on with Mr Same. Betts. Same. Um I so look, um the way the way that I understood the situation to, to kind of come to be was that Betts really wanted to walk away from the game. There there's there's a there's a, a year now between or 10, 11 months or so that between where kind of things went South and he decided that he was no longer going to be part of the program. There could have been an, an a, a way for him to jump into the portal right then and there. I, I've heard various stories about, about his other, um, not, I not want to call it distractions. I want to, I want to call it like where he felt like he, he needed to kind of be and things that he needed to do with his life. And, right. and man, those things are great. You chase those things if that's what you want to go do. But you've not been on scholar. This is the part where, where I'm confused. You've not been on scholarship now for a year, and maybe maybe you're still doing some classes. Maybe you're still a part-time guy. But I'm thinking then that you're picking up the bill on those classes yourself. But that doesn't require you to go into the portal unless there's some sort of still like Nebraska first writer refusal to where they would they would still have the obligation to to like keep you or bring you back and put you back on, a put you back into a scholarship. And that needs to like go through the NCAA. I, I was so confused to see that news just because of, yeah. of his departure from the game. And it really was more of a, his personal choice.
1: Brian Munson, Husker online, joining us. Uh, Brian, yesterday, Cameron Lenhart, four star uh, edge rusher for uh, out of New York, decides to commit to Nebraska. Mm-hmm. This one's fascinating to me because he had committed to Nebraska, decided to change his mind, uh, throw his name back out there. He decides to come back to Nebraska despite Matt Rule being hired. He's not the first to do this. What do you think that process has been like for Matt Rule? Because it looks like he's had uh, quite a bit of success getting these guys to to decide that they still want to come to Nebraska, still want to play for the N, even though there's so many movement and so many changes within the program.
0: Yeah, this has been a really unique process. In fact, I talked to him a little bit today. I'm going to be talking to him a little bit after this call, too, doing a getting to know since he's an early enroller. Right. Um, he... Look, this this is a guy that when he decommitted in September, he really just kind of locked in on the season. IMG didn't come strong out of the gates; they had some injuries. He was doing some things to kind of place him in different spots on the defensive line to kind of bridge a gap, you know, so to speak, in their roster. And, and he's such a tremendous leader and such a team-first guy that he was willing and capable of doing it. But then, you know, things didn't really kind of come back around until, you know, all of a sudden the re-offer was there from Matt Rule. Then all of a sudden he was in town, you know, that weekend, I think of the 9th. I think it was December 9th. And then because he went to Maryland on the 16th. So he, he takes another visit to Nebraska on the 9th. And I, I get a chance to catch up with him between basically the Nebraska and the Maryland visit because he didn't even know that where he was going to go that next week, and he just knew that he had a lot of opportunities to go take another trip. And it was a complete 180 in his voice. Even when I was doing his commitment uh, article and his commitment interview to Nebraska back in July, and literally we held on to this story for weeks based on when it was that he wanted to kind of release it publicly he he just you know there was just never this thing about where he felt like he needed to go public there was never a driver in his eye that he needed to say or do anything and and that almost like flew a red flag you know in my in my mind a little bit about like where he was kind of at with his you know happiness and and whether or not it was like Nebraska by default, and even like his voice, like during the commitment interview, wasn't wasn't very wasn't very um, excited about you know coming to Nebraska. Then I catch up with him between the Nebraska and the Maryland visit, and he is over the moon. He is ecstatic about how things are working at Nebraska under Matt Rule. The fact that Matt Rule and his staff reached back out to him, the fact that Matt Rule is making. Mm-hmm that area of Philadelphia, New Jersey, New York, you know, the, the really the, the Northeastern area um, a huge priority for them when it comes to the recruiting areas that, that they want to bring players to Nebraska from He he's from Staten Island. Like you had said, I mean, even though he played at Bradenton uh, uh, IMG Academy, he's from the New York right. area. He, he feels like, you know, that is a, a big part and a big reason why he wants to go back. Plus, I think it was just Rule and his, you know, really genuine, transparent kind of approach to recruiting that every recruit basically has, has 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 said to me, you know, over the past couple three weeks, whenever the official business were going on, everybody just felt like they really connected very well with Rule and his staff.
1: Brian Munson Husker online joining us. Brian, oh uh, I Correct me if, I, if I'm saying his name wrong, but uh, Stanford offensive tackle transfer Walter Roos uh, has decided that he will be uh, entering the transfer portal. Nebraska is on the list of places that he's set to visit. I know we've had this discussion with you. Strick and I have talked about it extensively. Linemen are tough to come by in the transfer portal. These these elite linemen that have played numerous games at the power five level they don't just grow on trees. You you don't find them very often. This is one that's coming to visit uh, here at Nebraska. How important is this visit in getting another offensive lineman in that room?
0: Well, it's huge. I mean, uh, go ahead and just examine the, the size the the six foot six, three hundred and twenty pound frame. Go ahead and and examine you know basically the the talent level he's from silver spring maryland he went all the way out to stanford he's he's a brilliant uh student i mean academically uh and and, you know eagle scout eagle scout guy back when he was you know back when he was living in maryland uh went to high school in, in in dc 39 career starts under his belt you know at stanford A biomechanical engineering major. Right. I'd be lucky to to spell that word. (laughs) Um, It's just, it's, 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 it's so valuable. I think. No. I think that they're so valuable. Number one, when these offensive tackles pop up, that you have the. You have the top programs, you know, stepping out of their way, obviously, to go to go ahead and get Cornelius. You know, we talked about him and took it, taking his visit there to Nebraska that first week in December. To where you get a Walter Rouse that wants to go ahead and take a visit now. You know, in the in the five day stretch that you have basically this week, and then obviously there would still be another weekend next week, and where, where portal transfer guys could pop up. But a lot of guys are cramming you know, three visits in basically to these five days starting on Wednesday, ending on Sunday. So it's a really interesting little window for people to kind of keep an eye on it. But for Nebraska, this is huge. You're talking about a grad transfer guy who's, you know, basically, you know, he was a senior last year in 2022. Um, and he's got this, he's got this, the size, this ability, he's got this, uh, uh, definitely he's got like this very mature approach and he's very intelligent. And I think that that's just one of the, like you, you put the like complete package together of, of a, of a guy because I, I really think that, you know, one of the most cerebral positions that, that gets way overlooked when it comes to, to, to football is playing offensive line. Not yeah. only do you have to be tough, but you can't go out there and be a meat hit. Mm-hmm. You've got to know where things are, are moving to. And, and how to work together as a team. I mean, that, that is like got to be one of the most cohesive units on the football field. And, and I think that this is just one of those guys. And you add all those things up and what he's done and what he's accomplished. He rises right to the top of the list. He's a must get for Nebraska. If you ask me about where, where they kind of, that room just sits right now and obviously where the offensive line was at last season.
1: Yeah, I'd probably agree with you as well. Brian Munson, Husker Online, joining us. Brian, the last question I'll ask you, we'll, we'll talk about the coaching staff and and break down some of your thoughts on that. Uh, but real quick, I just want to ask you if you could just give a, a recap or an overview of where we're at right now. I mean, I know they call it the early signing period, but that's basically just signing period for Nebraska now. Uh, they get some of these commitments late. I know Ethan Nation is also a part of that conversation. Um, how is this... this recruiting class shaping up. And do you think that Matt Rule has started to set a bit of a blueprint of what we can expect here at Nebraska?
0: Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean I had a chance last night in three and out to kind of dig into the numbers. So if you if you if you look at the the way that the class is set up currently you got twenty three commitments between the high school and the junior college guys, right? You've got those guys are all coming from, from twelve different states. And and actually eight of those guys out of the twenty three are coming from the state of Nebraska. Okay. The last time you hit that number was two thousand and three, I think is what the number was I, I put together. To to even eclipse that number, you've got to go back to nineteen ninety eight. So it's been twenty five wow. years basically since you, you've had at least as many, if not more, players that coming from the state of Nebraska in the class. So that, that's that's such an exceptional way to kind of look and break down things because the average distance, you know, between like where Nebraska's at with where they've gone out to is like about 550 miles. And that's about as short of a distance as what Nebraska's had if you go back and review all of their last classes. So if, you, if you're taken away from that, you're taking away that obviously Nebraska did a did a bang up job in state. They did a bang up job, you know, a, around the region. And I think obviously there's a lot of guys that Nebraska, you know, wish they could have gotten in, like Bramer and maybe potentially a Flores and, and a McIntyre. I mean, heck, there could have been as many of a ele- as eleven, maybe twelve guys with Nagoe. That you would have taken in that class from in-state, which is pretty mind-blowing. And then, and then of course you, you then work your way out to the region. They did okay in the region. They got a guy out of Kansas City and DOS, but they missed out on some other guys. And then I think then you start then to see those longer-distance guys that, that get away from the state, you know, into Texas, into into Georgia, and now going out to the Philadelphia area and the Northeast areas. I I really feel like they've got a great plan pulled together, but they've also got an ability to go out to California and they they have this ability, at least with the brand, the value in the brand still, to to step out of that process, step out of that plan and still cherry pick the nation. That is going to be very, very important, I think, still going forward, because when you think about guys like Dylan Rayola, we didn't mention Arizona to this point. And that's going to be very, very interesting to see how things kind of keep moving in that regard. And I think you're going to see a bigger, greater presence in Texas, especially with Coach Wager and Coach McGuire joining the staff uh, for Coach Rule.
1: Yeah, I'd probably agree with you. And I I hope this is kind of the blueprint because so far it's looked pretty darn good. Uh, Brian Munson, Husker online. Brian, last thing i got to ask you, I knew I had to bring up the coaching staff. Uh, It's been kind of the talk of the town on Twitter Looks like we're gonna have some young guys uh, in this coaching staff what are just kind of your initial thoughts as it as it kind of finalizes here over the next uh, a couple weeks I
0: you know ages is, ages is age is a number I'm uh, I, I, I think it's one of those things where you, you, as a as a player um, and this is kind of going back to to my son who's worked with many different guys that you know out at UNK before he before he hung them up that that saw that they they weren't very much older than he was, and and he right. and it's about I think going through that that process and just figuring out what that guy is all about, and and figuring out how you know how how he is as a coach, and and looking past of course that looking at the at the at the at the ability to coach, the the, the way he goes about doing his job as opposed to you know a guy that's that's just nearly his age that just isn't playing, you know, PlayStation or Xbox like he is typically in in, in the evenings. It's 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 something i think that people are caught up on uh just merely the age factor as opposed to a guy that's that's really been in this mold to to become, you know, a, a young coach and wanted to do this from a very young age. I mean we wouldn't be saying this about a highway patrolman or or a firefighter necessarily, but it does catch your eye when it becomes when it becomes being a coach. And I think that based on rules track record, you know, when it comes to McGuire's father in particular, right. he's got an eye for those guys that, that are passionate about the game, and, and he's he's surrounded by those guys in Lincoln, especially when he's getting text messages at three o'clock in the morning to go take a look at a recruit. So I, I really feel like those guys are going to help drive and, and make people sharper and, and, and because they're going to bring out the best and everybody around them because their energy is going to be through the roof.
1: It'll be definitely something that's interesting to watch. And, and, and we'll find out here in the next few months, how it all, how it all plays out on the recruiting trail with the coaching staff, everything like that. Brian, if people want to get more great content from you and your team, how can they do so? Yeah, head on
0: over to uh on3 and, and go over to the Nebraska site. There's like a team channel and then there's a fan site. It's a it's a little bit uh more of a trick to kind of get over there, but it's it's Husker Online. Um I think that the new special right now is like 10 months for 29.99 Jeez. that gets you it gets you all the way out to right before the start of the season. So you get everything in the in the official visits, the summer schedule, the junior days, the spring practices, et cetera, all for that 30 bucks, basically up until the start
1: of the season. Well, Brian, this is going to be the last time that I'll be here on the block. Wanted to make sure to take a second to just oh. say thank you, and, and I appreciate you still joining us on the block. You give us seriously great content that we wouldn't be able to, to give our listeners without you. Uh, luckily for you, Strict said that he does want to keep you around, so if it's all right with you, you'll stay on the block, but I definitely wanted to take this chance just to say thank you Uh, and and you've been seriously awesome
0: best of luck to you brother but yeah tell tell strick i'm there for you guys in the show and anything else you guys need man but especially you you got my number let me know anything i can help you out with brother
1: brian i appreciate that uh they will talk to you next week and we will definitely stay in touch Sounds good, man. Awesome. There he goes. Brian Munson, Husker Online, uh, doing great work, great content that he always does. And, again, like I said, uh, breaking down recruiting better than just about anybody. So things are really shaping up for Nebraska. Uh for the coaching staff as well. So so lots of moving pieces within the Husker program. I have a feeling that we're gonna talk a lot about Nebraska football coming up on old school. So make sure you stay tuned for that. And we gotta bring him in, Jay Foreman, DP. They're in the house. They're gonna join us for a little crossover. Me and Strick here on the block. So make sure you stay tuned. We'll be right back. You listen to 937 the ticket.